Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Dance Science Podcast. I'm your host, the Dance Scientist, and the Dance Science Podcast intends to build connections and drive discussion on how we can improve our field and make dance science more normalized. Thank you so much for being here with me today, and please enjoy today's episode. Hi, everyone. Thank you again for being here with me today. I'm your host, the Dance Scientist, and today we're going to be having our 12th guest speaker, which is a big deal. Her name is Nancy Parody. She's a choreographer, dancer, and an educator. So first, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you so much, Maria. It's yes. happy to be here. Yes. Really looking forward to this. So first, can you just tell us a little bit about becoming a choreographer, director, dancer, and educator? Oh my goodness, absolutely. Um, well, I've been dancing my whole life and uh, my early years really crafted um, this love of so many different styles. I was lucky, mm -hmm. I'm a dancer from the East Coast, so I began my career in Washington Ballet, Richmond Ballet, and we were just exposed to so many different choreographers that I thought, you know, just this world of movement just mm -hmm. fascinated me. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure we'll talk about this more later, but fast forward, my life here in Los Angeles, I was a ballerina that dove into the commercial life of jazz mm. and um, working on dance on film. So the, just this love of movement has been this, I guess, playground of creating and finding my niche and how I want to touch the world with my with my gifts. And that that's the mm. reason why I choreograph and direct. But it's been a long journey. So kind of leading into the next question there, is there, was there like a specific moment that really, really was like that light bulb where you were like, this is what I want to do? Oh my gosh, that's a beautiful question, Maria. <laughs> yes, there was. There, I had been dabbling creatively with my, I've, I've been an educator since my twenties, you know, teaching, starting with kids studios, but you know, really cranking out the choreography for competition and performances. But when I started working with the um, educational system and universities and community colleges, um, I was choreographing and it was great and fine. But honestly, Maria, um, when my father passed, and this was in 09, um, it took me about three years of just processing it. And then mm. I realized I want to create something really special mm. and really meaningful to honor him. Mm. And in that process, something clicked. Mm. I want to create meaningful works that touch people's hearts mm. and, and have, have them think about, you know, life and love and gratitude and, and all these things. And it was so um, rewarding. Mm. It was a lot more work, but it was so rewarding. And that's that's a moment that really clicked for me. That's, yeah, that's really nice. Thank you for sharing that. And, yeah. you know, it kind of brings up like the physicality with dance that I think about sometimes too, is like at the end of the day, we're not just teaching physical dance, right? So can you touch a little bit on how dance touches people in other ways as well? Dance, you know, like Martha Graham says, is that unspoken, you know, word, but we feel you as dancers and mm. artists and speakers of the soul. And we know when it's, you're going through the motions and when you're really mm. stepping through to that next place, yeah. how do you step through that next place? And it uh. takes a special dancer to trust their teacher, mm. trust their choreographer, listen, you know, and, and it's almost like they cross that fourth wall and something magical happens. And we, we you know, those are the dancers and artists. We get goosebumps watching. Yeah. Yes. It just happens naturally, right? 
without yeah, us even thinking it about there's it. A, there's a, a will, mm. you know, and I think something happens for a dancer. They realize, wow, without dance, I don't know where I'd be in life. And mm. they just seem to put, they go all in. Mm -hmm. They put it, they put everything on the stage. Yes. Yeah, they leave nothing behind. I love that. That's it. Yes. So through this specialization, how do you kind of seeing this contributing to kind of the big picture of progressing dance and dance science? Yes. I mean, I love all of your messages and all of what you're putting out. I love the, the normalizing, you know, like mm -hmm. habit and mm -hmm. good health habits. Yeah. And, you know, I think the, the mental um mindset is so huge mm. and you know for a lot of dancers if they can look up to athletes who they don't work harder they work smarter with yeah. their mental coaches and visualization yes. i talk a lot about this in my workshops like yes. visualize how you want to step on the stage yeah. or step into class and guess what it happens yeah. um so i think for dancers putting more in their hands of what's um available to them with the resources we have these days mm -hmm. that we never had before and just the power of habit, how we can really create strong and stable dancers, artists, and entrepreneurs. Yeah. And, you know, you touch on a good point too, because I was just at the iAdams conference about a week ago. And one of the biggest things that they were talking about is dancing smarter, not harder, but that can be a hard pill for dancers to swallow sometimes. Right. So why do you kind of think that that's a hard pill sometimes? Do you think you it's know, like the traditions? What's, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, that's okay. Yeah. We want to work on the stuff that we do well, that will show up in auditions. But the truth is we need to work on the things we don't do well. And because uh, it's an elephant heavy on your shoulders, mm -hmm. if you know you struggle with multiple pirouettes, but you're a jumper, you know, well, that's going to inhibit the rest of your career. Mm. And um, I think, I think we don't utilize our coaches and mentors and directors and teachers enough. Hmm. There's a sort of separation, which is good. Yes. It's important to have respect, yes. but if we were to really use them for what they can offer, you would be unstoppable, hmm. but there's still this old stigma, you know, of, uh, you're, you know, down in the core, let's say like in the ballet companies, but, but you know, if dancers could really be brave, mm. you know, and utilize help and the mm. mentorship, it could change, it could change everything. Really. Yes, I definitely agree. But I think sometimes even some environments that they're in, they really can't speak up sometimes, which is the saddest part to me. The, fa the fact that that's still going on today, that old fashioned, <sighs> you know, push them down and then build them back up. Yeah. I just can't, I hate it. And, yeah. and it is going on. It, I would, like to think it's not and it's and i have stories right here in los angeles yes you know of, of this kind of stuff going on and and it makes me really sad but then there's people like you that are sending these strong messages mm -hmm. and there's others you know in your circle mm -hmm. that i've been following i'm like yes this is wonderful this is positive mm -hmm. so thank you oh, I, I can't yeah. say enough <laughs> thank you i appreciate that so <laughs> it's a lot of work. oh yeah. yeah thank you i appreciate it so what advice would you give a student interested in pursuing your specific field? So maybe you can touch on being a choreographer if you wanted to. Choreography is an unspoken art. I just wanted to mm. you know, say that right now. And it is, it's, un, it's an unpaved road mm. and you will really want to know yourself really well. Mm. 
um, and you want to know your gifts because then you know you can dive in but what i want to say with choreography is just get started mm. you know grab a friend start creating but um it is like i said an unspoken career path it's easier to be a, an instructor in a college mm. um but with that it's kind of a sidebar honestly mm. um, and people who make this as a full-time job as a choreographer it, it, it didn't happen overnight. You cultivate, right. you cultivate, you, you know, in, incorporate ideas and different dance styles and you really become an observer mm. of people, of visuals, of emotion, of why people do things, of are you going to be a storyteller and how are you going to incorporate that and, and the love of props, <laughs> you know. So one of the things that made me, a, I think, a really good choreography is having to crank it out and working uh -huh. with kids and the competition. And then you get really mm. creative because, well, that's been done before. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then, you, like, at least with my path, and then you step into that next place of maturity of really wanting to touch your audience, you know. And um, so for, for that, um, for anyone pursuing a, a career in choreography, you know, you're probably at a studio right now, utilize your studio or your college or your dance program for everything you can squeeze out of it. Mm. Take lighting courses, production courses, yes. tech, mm. um, everything to empower you to just be this amazing artist because you're going to pull and use all of that. Yeah. And, you know, when you were kind of bringing up like taking courses and stuff on lighting and stuff, I was kind of curious, was there like a course that you took maybe that like really stood out to you and made well, a, had a big I, impact? I designed a course um, here. I work at Moorpark College here in, uh, I'm in Los Angeles, but that's uh -huh. Ventura County. And I, I had to create this course because we were noticing that our dancers who signed up for our concert program really were in lack of so many things production theater etiquette you know um lighting how to have respect for the lighting director and the yep. stage manager and all this so i created a course oh that's awesome and yeah, yeah i love it and i dove into all these aspects and really this course is truly not only learning about all that stuff but learning about you as an artist what are your gifts what do you contribute to the production you know, I, I always think of a, a chorus line. If you're standing on stage and the director asks you, what are you, if I choose you, going to contribute to this production? You have to be ready. You got to be ready with an answer, right? Yeah. Yeah. I do this really well. And you have to, you have to practice saying those things. Mm. And we actually practice those in this mm. course, you know, so uh, it's been a journey. So is there like a specific dance style that you enjoy choreographing? you know, choreographing yeah. the most. Yeah. I love contemporary ballet. Oh, nice. <laughs> I love ballet and classical ballet. I love ballet. And we're too. talking contemporary on point, mm. you know, twisted lines and, yep. and you know, different styles and approaches. I also love contemporary off point. Um, and just, just that little edge and twist. And of course it depends on the music and, and all that but that that's my favorite i mm. love jazz mm. i love that real clean classic jazz i love contemporary jazz and i love salsa nice <laughs> those are awesome so is there something you've learned that you wish you knew as a young dancer yeah absolutely and i, I touched on this uh, for a touch but 
when I was truly dove into my career, I started with Washington Ballet as a trainee, but I mm. was a company member at Richmond Ballet in Virginia. Mm -hmm. And I remember just idolizing our ballet mistress. She was a Balanchine dancer. She was beautiful. Uh, to me, she could do no wrong. And I remember idolizing her. And I wish, like I said earlier, that I asked for her mentorship. Mm. I wish I had, you know, respectfully went through that fourth wall to ask her for help, you know, because hmm. I know she would have been right there. Hmm. And it's just either fear and, oh, she would hmm. never work with me. Or I, I don't know why we have this, you know, yes. young, young and impressionable. Yes. But um, I, I did struggle technically. Pirouettes were my, mm -hmm. were difficult for me on point. Multiple pirouettes and fuetes and things like that. It was a great jumper. Um, so I feel like in a way that got, that did get in the way technically in my career. I wish I just had the courage mm, to ask those questions. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And again, this is something that I think is pretty common in the ballet world to not, right. to not feel like it's okay to ask questions yeah. or to feel like yeah. it's, you know, like, Oh, you should, you should know the answer. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Where teachers and, and get frustrated. Times, it's like, well, it's been explained in class. Right. You know, like, right. <laughs> you should. Why are you struggling? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so again, we'll be talking a little bit more about this in part two. But where can people learn more about you, and where can they access your resources? Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, the easiest thing is to go to my website, ladancemoves.com, mm -hmm. and you're going to see past productions that I've done. And uh, there's some videos there, but all my socials are there. And um, yeah, a lot of resources are there and uh, past podcasts and articles and things like that. Yeah. So again, I'll be linking all of this right on my website. That's and amazing. yes, of course. And as a wrap up, if you had to just give one tidbit of wisdom to our audience, what would that be? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Believe in your gifts. Oh, simple. If you don't, and, yeah. yeah, but you have to do a deep dive. Yeah. You know, writing, mind maps, um, different tools to really unfold what, what your gifts are and being honest mm. with protecting them and being honest with sharing them. Mm. I love that. Thank you so much. We'll see you guys in part two. Sounds great. All right, everyone, welcome to part two, where we're going to be dis discussing a little bit more specifically about what Nancy does as a choreographer, dancer, and an educator. So first, she's going to dive a little bit deeper into what she does in these roles. Well, thank you so much, Maria, for having me on. Mm -hmm. And um, love it. I love talking about the artistic process and everything artistic. Um, I, as a dancer, I still dance, I take class, mm. I keep my tool, you know, ready to be able to create and choreograph. Mm. Um, during the pandemic, I actually performed for Netflix. Oh, and it's on it's on YouTube oh now. And it's called We Watched It All. And it's actually really, really funny. Oh. Um, and the last 30 seconds is a wonderful dance number. So I'm in that and you oh. can see that on YouTube. That's, I would love to watch that. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> it's just that kind of uh, fun musical theater style of movement. Hmm. What is it um, called so again? I, I still do dance. You know, I have to be careful. I'm, I'm an older dancer. My husband and I uh, take salsa lessons. We've been dancing salsa and, and we performed um, on and off, you know, throughout our 
brought her a marriage. He was a dancer as well. Wow. As a choreographer <laughs> so cool. uh, out here in Los Angeles, which is commercial land, you know, yeah. I, I, um, commercial jazz and dancing is my second career. I was originally a classical ballet and uh, contemporary ballet on the East Coast with Washington Ballet, Richmond Ballet, and that was absolutely my love. So I created my own company called LA Dance Moods, and mm. it's, this is a per project company mm. that I've created my repertoire through the years. And it started originally just really handpicking and asking students of mine who are ready to go to that next place. Mm. Um, and then in the past couple of years turned more professional where I asked professional dancers here in Los Angeles. And honestly, the pandemic worked for me oh. <laughs> because so many dancers were available. Mm. And, um, what I touched on earlier in part one was just this wanting and need to create purposeful works mm. that touch people's hearts and souls. And that's what I do with LA Dance Moves. Mm. And that is my creative process. And I went, the next place is inviting not only musicians, but composers, and we tell their story. Mm. You know, there's, there was something they were going through when they composed music and we dive into that and mm. tell the story of the composer. So it just has kept morphing mm -hmm. and growing. And so as a choreographer, I think it's limitless. It really is mm. what you can create, how you can create it. There's live performance, there's dance on film, there's film festivals, there's, you know, all kinds of festivals. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I'm glad yeah. you're, I'm glad you're really broadening how people think about choreography. Cause I think the assumption is it's just like, you know, not, not much, mm, not much like open field out there, but there's a lot yeah. that still hasn't been done. I think. Well, and something that I want to add to mm -hmm. what I was talking to a little bit earlier is as a choreographer, you need to be ready to choreograph on anyone and for anything. So I'm just amazed at some of the things I wound up doing. It was a, a commercial years ago for NBC and it was a dancing monk with a cane, you know, and, and we had a blast. Um, I've worked with vocal ensembles, you know, mm. moving them and giving them upper body choreography. And it was amazing, you know, mm. so to not peg that I'm only a choreographer right. for this avenue, mm. it's movement. It's, it's filling the stage with, mm beautiful visuals and to be, you know, be ready. So would you say like your experiences of all those different little environments kind of like added to the choreographer that you are today? Absolutely. Yeah. My, my most recent, I mean, it's challenging too. Sometimes the simpler things are more challenging. Like what am oh, I going to do? With I can that? imagine. I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. I recently choreographed cabaret and um, this summer and I, this is the most challenging thing I've ever done. And we got through it and we did it. It was fantastic. And all original choreography, you know, and, and that just puts you to that next level of confidence. Like, mm. okay, I can do that. <laughs> and so. again, I think the advice that you gave is really good to not niche yourself too much into just one environment and think, Oh, I'm just going to do, you know, I'm just going to do yeah. this jazz or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's not, I don't think it's really realistic. It's not in realistic. The world and, we're and in. You know, the ultimate, the ultimate, right, is a choreographer, film and television. Well, they're on strike and they've been on strike since <laughs> May. 
Um, so what are you going to do? Like companies. Well, yeah. they've got to fly you in and house yeah. you in a hotel. And, yeah. you know, so that's like the cream. And if right. you book a couple of those in your career, that's great. But, but be realistic and be humble mm. and work with your local communities and kids and adults and, you know, animals. And, <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, and, you know, then you're strengthening the community, too. So, that's, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And bringing joy. Yeah. Bringing joy to, like, you know, festivals or live performances in the mall. It's like I said, it's really endless. And it's that Maria, I've seen some of my students go on to create like little, little crews, like hip hop crews. I'm like, Oh my God, how do you find, who's finding all these places to perform, you know? And then people wind up giving you donations just because they're so happy. You're, it, it's really quite something If the heart is there mm. and if it's in the right place. And a lot of times it's about, you know, the team bringing dancers together and being a team and being resourceful too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah willing yeah, to so kind of put yourself step. out there yeah put yourself out there yeah. and there's that next step of grants you know and uh -huh. dive into that world the money part <laughs> fun yeah <laughs> awesome we'll bit, yes sure. <laughs> yes so now can you tell us a little bit about the specific services that you offer so you were mentioning your company yes yes so choreographically i will go anywhere and you know choreograph in my community i'll get on a plane and choreograph it's you know for professional pre-professional um but what what makes my company special is the work that i do with dancers and this is really what i what i love is is crafting workshops which i can do online okay which i can do on zoom so that that is something there's one particular one it's more lecture based but interactive with the artists and it's the, the creative process. And it's, I can do it in an hour and then we have Q and A at the end. And um, it's just a really great workshop to empower dancers. And I always think about the studio owner, like if I can get dancers excited about their training and getting back mm. into the studio and having more purpose, mm. then that helps the studio owner yep. uh, or company. And so that's one of the services I offer. Mm. Um, teaching workshops, mm -hmm. choreographing, teaching, teaching workshops. Of course I do, can do mentorship or working one-on-one -on -one with dancers, artists, or people. In addition to dancing is my love of Pilates and yoga mm -hmm. and conditioning and mm -hmm. strengthening the body. I did not get your normal training as a mm -hmm. young dancer. I lived in the boonies in Virginia. Mm -hmm. I got one ballet class a week. Wow. So when I see dancers, young dancers at studios taking two, three classes yes. a day, I'm yeah. like, do you have any idea how amazing this is? You know? So I began the art of home workouts even then. Mm. Uh, so I have a course called Lengthen and Strengthen Like a Dancer that mm. is both for non-dancers and for dancers um, overcoming imbalances you mm -hmm. know, in their body or strengthening in order to be able to accomplish the things that they're having trouble with in class. And that's, that's online as well. So there's a few things. Yeah. And I was kind of wondering like what ages you're tailoring the things towards. So like for the choreography things, is there like a specific age or do you kind of keep it wide? Yeah, I, I keep it more for the focused dancer. So um, more the mid teens, mm -hmm. you know, either pre-professional or, or they're in a company that, you know, they're serious. Mm -hmm. and so the age doesn't matter as mm -hmm. long as they're focused. Yeah. So, I mean, mm -hmm. what a good thing if anyone's listening to this, who's just kind of like interested in the field in general to kind of dip their toes in. 
Or for someone who's maybe a little bit more seasoned of a choreographer, I'm sure they could also benefit from the course. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because there's tips and tools. I give, I give a lot in this course in an hour, like, wow, there's a lot in here, (laughs) Um, you know, how to open up that right brain Mm. and really allow the creativity, you know, oftentimes, you know, like the writer's block or choreographer's block, we get stuck, you know, we resort to the same types of movement patterns or staging that opens all this up. And then is your lengthen and stretch class kind of the same? The yeah, same that's, age. Um, we're on we're on the ground doing yeah. workouts together. We're using therabands. We're using you know weights or or nothing at all. But yeah, um, I can work with kids uh-huh. on that. Absolutely, I can work with adults. I have one adult in her sixties. She never she never really got exercise into her life. Mm. So that's I'm working with her. You know, but the uh, best. saying this, I've gone through quite a few injuries, and yep. so the physical therapy <laughs> process, I just was amazed the brilliance of their exercises utilizing very little, yep. you know, a TheraBand. The simplest, or, you know, the simplest yeah. things are sometimes, yes. yeah. So if, it, if I can help a dancer avoid injury mm. and strengthen, I, that makes me happy. Yeah. And you know, something that comes up a lot when I'm talking to other, like, you know, ballet people, ballet teachers is, you know, if dancers, like, let's say an advanced dancer sees like a really simple exercise and they're like, you know, why, why do I need like a simple, why do I need to just work on pointing my foot? You know, can you touch on a little bit, like why you think that those basic exercises still have power? Absolutely. Um, the simple, intrinsic, you know, deep within, we tend to be in a more rush, rush, rush society. And I have to say this now that that I feel like Instagram can be incredibly dangerous to our young dancers, Mm. the visuals of it, of thing, dancers doing things that are really impossible. And we want to get to that. Right. But we have to slow down and work deep within our muscles and understand where does movement come from Mm. rather than using momentum. Mm. So, you know, that slow working through, I think if dancers can just be patient and understand, if they understand what the, what's, what it's going to do for them, that might be able to help them a little bit more, you know, or give them the visual, look, this is what you're going to be able to do if you do this. Yes. Slow and steady. Yes. You can show them like what they can progress to eventually too. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think if they think have that goal idea. in mind and visual, mm-hmm. it's going to help a lot mm-hmm. for them to be patient and have that tenacity. Yes. So what are some of your challenges through some of these services? Well, having my own company, we touched on this as mm. the marketing and financial aspect mm. of I want to do what I do and touch people's lives and there is no budget <laughs> and um, you know or you do or create and then people aren't showing up or buying a ticket you know you almost have to educate your own audience like you need this in general people don't realize how much they need the performing arts mm. and this was someone said this to me i thought it was brilliant until they're sitting in that seat yeah. experiencing it like yeah. wow this is amazing i'm yeah. so inspired and i i think that is a challenge across the board for the performing arts so my challenge is that is the marketing is really a team creating a team to get behind you if you're going to be an entrepreneur if you're going to have a company um, or any kind of, or school mm-hmm. that has been my challenge. And I'm mm. in between right now in creating that in order to 
go forth and, and try again. And it does have to be hard because I mean, we're, we experience dance and we've experienced dance all of our lives. So we know firsthand how much it can impact people. But again, like you said, the non-dancers, it's like, how do we kind of get through that wall and convince them that this is going to be helpful for them? And this is going to impact their lives. Such an interesting Absolutely. question when it's not really yeah. a part of our culture either. Yeah, that's, that's right on. And, and I think that's how my companies have gotten so innovative and creative, you know, incorporating different styles, um, projections, uh, you know, LED projection, yes. uh, a company on here, Luminara does aerial work and ballet, yeah. you know, like just, it's, it becomes endless of yes. how to appeal to the senses. Yeah. I saw you know, Shenyan too. Have you seen uh, Shenyan? Yeah. They use like the digital yeah. everything. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. But then you wonder how many hoops do I have to jump through? You know, what about just the simplicity of the art? I mean, people go see opera, they go see a, an orchestra, they're just sitting there, right? <laughs> so it's appealing, finding your audience mm. and, and an audience that is going to be committed to you and your journey. And so that's a challenge. Um, on the other things, I, I think, you know, just never stop. You know, never stop training, never stop being a student, take beginning ballet or beginning classes with like eyes wide open. Yes. Oh, I never thought of it that yes, way. Yes, I love that. Yeah. 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 Because one thing I say is, you know, we're never really like repeating a step. We can always like renew the way we're doing our plies, you know, refresh our tendus, right? Yes. Yeah. That's that. why you see like professional ballerinas taking, you know, still working on plies all their lives. <laughs> Right. Absolutely. Not oh necessarily to just repeat, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, keep reflecting and keep refining. Right. I have a, a quick story. I, oh yeah. I, I know we're on time, but yeah. Um, I was working with two ballerinas a few years ago. You know, I do per project and I invite, but these ballerinas were just stunning, and it's on my YouTube channel now. And um, they grew up together, they danced together, they grew apart, and they came back together in this summer that we did this project. And this, what was a video turned into live performance, and we went on a tour, and it was really fantastic. And on the last leg of the tour, I remember the one ballerina had her headphones in, she's going through on stage before the show, going through all of her movements, mm. all of the in-between steps, mm. understanding the stage, the other ones just on the floor, you know, I said, you know, you can go on stage. Oh, I don't need to do that. And I just remember admiring the dancer number one mm. for that professionalism, mm -hmm. you know, that habit. Mm. Um, they never take for granted that, yeah. you know, I got this, keeping it fresh. Yes. This is a professional ballerina. Mm. And um, it, it really, I, I learned a lot from watching her. Yeah. And it's like, you know, she probably knew the choreography well, but she was like, well, I'm going to, you know, give this to myself to still take my body through it and like prepare my mind too. That's exactly. I it. think that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Cause I, again, she could have been the most beautiful dancer in the world, but it's again, like you were said, it's those habits. It's the habits. Yes. What habits like, do they uh, have? Magic. Habit is magic. That'll be our hashtag. Habit is, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> <laughs> So what's one of your favorite parts of doing this? Seeing the transformation, you know, in the dancers I work with, and we're talking students too. Mm. I, there's a point in time where I have to give it to them. 
They are not just a piece of mold for me to mold and, and my choreography or my direction or my mm. piece. It's us together, but then let's see what they unfold. Mm. And they do it every time. And it's just magical. So dancers are smart, amazing people. They and are. We have to give them more um, that, than we think that they can do because mm. they will rise above. Mm. So that for me, and this is both choreographically, if I mentor them, if I'm working with them in, in a workshop, just watching them flourish mm. and grow, go to that next place of, I never thought of it that way before, you know. And then, I love the art, I just love it. And you know, that probably just like leads into everything they do. It does. Even if they don't end up dancing professionally. But we're talking commitment, right. enthusiasm, suit up and show up. Time management, everything. Yeah, everything. seeing the big picture being an asset to your whatever workforce, you know, working with a group. They're, yeah, they're adding to you. They're not making you worry. You know, that feeling when you worry, I'm worried about them. You know, they, it's the total opposite of that. So yeah, of giving skills. them the power, right? And the autonomy. Yeah. 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 So do you feel like dancers a lot of the times are like doubting themselves sometimes when it comes to choreographing? Unfortunately, yes. And second guessing a lot? Yes. Mm -hmm. Or like we were saying, like the narrowing, is that probably another thing you see into I, one specific niche? Mm -hmm. I, I'm in a situation right now where we're doing just really a little bit of contemporary ballet, but because it's out of that narrow, one of my dancers, um, and this is, you know, they're, they're students, but sorry, I, a car just went by. And I'm like, I'm seeing deer in headlights. And finally, I, you know, as checked in with her, I, I, is everything okay? She's like, oh, it's, I just, it's just so new for me. And like, she there was this sort of um, shame. Mm. And I'm like, don't worry, classical ballet is so linear. You're just learning a new skill. Right. I'm here for you. Right. Use me. Yeah. I will work with you after her. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. You know, but just, it was so out of the norm for mm. her, you know. To, rather than fifth position, we're in parallel. Yeah. Uh, They're like, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, so this is a situation where you have mm, to take it on yourself too to go through every single step. And mm, how do you get from one to the next? You mm, have to put in the extra work. Mm -hmm. And but then, yeah, dancers, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say too, and then you going to her is a big deal and telling her that you're there to help her. Because, you know, a lot of teachers would say, oh, you know, if I already taught the combo, it's like, they're not gonna, you know, they might not want to put in any more effort, but you go the extra mile, obviously. Well, thank you. Well, yeah, I, I which, just, I'm like, she's such a beautiful dancer. There should be more coming from her. What, what's going on? And then, you know, something I also teach in my, um, the one course uh, for production is <clears throat> we learn whether we're visual, auditory, yeah. aesthetic, or auditory digital. Yeah. And, and when I learned that 15 years ago, like this is, this is mind blowing, cool. mind blowing. Yeah. So I'm like, she's probably auditory digital. And uh, sure enough, you uh, know, if everything's not in line and perfect, yep. they're almost constricted. Yes. And uh, for those, for listeners, auditory digital are, are our thinkers. They have to have everything in line. A lot of accountants, yes. and, you know, numbers, people. But I was surprised how many dancers are actually auditory digital, not yes. kinesthetic. Yes. And uh, so we want to appeal to those senses. And, let them know it's okay, you know, and, and again, you're, you were there for her, which I think is the biggest deal is you went the extra mile instead of just kind of standing there. Well, thank you. Yeah. And well, then like blaming said, the student. That old, yeah. That old fashioned yeah. stigma. I mean, I, I'm strict as far as 
um, discipline yeah. and respect. Me too. Yeah. But we can have fun. Yeah. We can enjoy ourselves. We can all be collaborative. Yeah. And, and it's you know, really a. And was this a professional dancer? Is that what you were saying? Yeah. She's a step below. She could uh -huh. be. Mm -hmm. She could be. But she's um, up there with her technique and everything. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Wow. I love that. I think that went <laughs> yeah. such a way for her. <laughs> I mean, just putting myself in her shoes, I was like, I was the overthinker. I was the perfectionist. So, you know, to have someone come up to me would have been, it's a big deal. Yeah. To have that feeling yeah. like, oh, okay, yeah. I can get help if I can get some help if I need, you know, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. That I love nurturing. that. Woo. And, and I, I also that. want to support you and everything that you're doing in that there's so many more now dance programs mm. within universities and colleges. If dancers decide to go that route, mm -hmm. one, it's wonderful, mm -hmm. but to use everything that's available to you. Every single thing everything because you, you oh, will be strong yes because those programs are getting better and better too they they're are. bringing in different things they're bringing in different teachers you know it's a really it's a great way to experience dance and choreography Absolutely. yeah yes yeah so yeah. what's kind of one piece of wisdom that you've kind of learned from all of this and the services that you offer and stuff like that i think a piece of wisdom would be that we are always a student love <laughs> and to not measure your first step this is a quote but to measure your first step to somebody else's 20th step oh that's nice you know and 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 just the power of habit really powerful and the power of habit that it's easy to do something and it's easy not to do it and if you're going to make that choice i'm going to do this you know instead of so those not. are just a few things yeah yeah, yeah. I really like that. Thank you so much for today's conversation. I really enjoyed it. Me too. Yes. You're, one, you're amazing. Oh, and thank you. I really appreciate you having me. Yes. Thank you so much <laughs> for your time. You're welcome. All right, everyone. Just to quickly summarize today's episode with Nancy Parody. So one of the things that she started with in today's wonderful conversation is that she's always just really loved the creative process and she's always just been really enriched and enamored by that journey of creating and making art. She really strives to make meaningful art that touches people's hearts and souls. And one of the things we touched on today as well is that I think it's hard for us as dancers because we see firsthand how powerful it is and how enriching it is for our lives as well. But non-dancers may not always see that there's power and there's benefit to them going to a performing arts show, right? So I think it's hard for us to kind of get past that wall sometimes and convince people like, hey, yeah, it will enrich your lives to go see this performance tonight. Another thing we touched on is advice for aspiring choreographers. She gave some really good advice and that's not honing in too much. Okay. You want to make sure that you're getting experience in different avenues and different environments. Right. And that's really how she built her career is kind of being willing to do anything. And she said this kind of added and this all kind of collectively formed into the choreographer and the dance educator that she is today. She also co-authored a book. So what I'm going to do right on my website is include all of the information where you can find and purchase her book. 
Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me today on this episode of the Dance Science Podcast. I'm your host, the Dance Scientist, and if you really enjoyed today's episode, please feel free to leave a review. You can also comment right on the episode, and you can also send me a direct message on Instagram. Again, thank you for being here, and I really am looking forward to my next episode.